The Giants were embarrassed by the Eagles, 48-22 at MetLife Stadium. What a disaster. We'll react here on Blue Rush to the blowout loss, the winless streak, and take a look at the new playoff standings. It's all coming up next on Blue Rush from the New York Post. It's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome back to Blue Rush, a New York Giants podcast from the New York Post. It's presented by Tri-State Cadillac Dealers. Visit your Cadillac showroom today. I'm Jake Brown here along with our crew, Brandon London, missing the chain, but he's got the turtleneck and he's in studio at our SMY, palatial SMY New York Post studios. Lawrence Tynes coming from his home in Kansas City and Paul Schwartz, of course, coming from his home in New York. We are all here. And well, the Giants are not well, guys. 48-22. They were embarrassed by the Eagles. The winless streak continues. They are now 7-5-1. and one. The tiebreaker still has them in the playoffs. Thanks to the Seahawks loss to Sam Darnold and the Panthers. How about that? In Seattle, Lawrence will kick it off with you. That was ugly. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop the pass. You, your mother, your father, your uncle, your cousin, they all scored a touchdown for the Eagles. Yeah, they did. Um, the litmus test was uh, walked into the MetLife Stadium Sunday. Giants have a long way to go, naturally. Eagles are, I think, better than people maybe thought they were. You're going to get the best version of the Eagles when they show up to MetLife. Uh, they don't like the Giants. Um, I don't care what records are. They're really good, man. They they physically dominated the Giants from the very first snap. I think it was eye-opening for the Giants staff and players. Obviously, I think the fans probably thought they were going to lose, but not like that. So whether you lose by one, lose by 34, whatever the hell the number was yesterday, it's a loss. So hopefully they can compartmentalize this and move on to to a very big game next Sunday night. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about what Brian Dable said to the Giants right after the loss to the Cowboys, he said the season starts now. Right after this loss to the Eagles, the playoffs start now. You're fighting for your playoff life. And like you said, Lawrence, from the opening jump, just from the opening snap, they came in like a team who knew they needed to win to clinch a playoff spot. They knew uh, a receiver like A.J. Brown had 30, 40, 50 yards to get their thousands. This is a team that came in and they said, you know what, we're not going to allow this to be close. I know the Giants wanted to keep it to a one-possession game headed into the fourth heading into the fourth before the Eagles. It was a get it game, get into the playoffs, get my thousand, get my Jalen hurts. Let me make sure I get my MVP uh, votes up in this game. And he played a heck of a game. And uh, it just started from what I feel pregame warmup. It almost felt like just the energy in the stadium and Paul, Jump in the energy in the stadium. You know, I'm there with DJ Clue, legendary DJ Clue, trying to hype it up. And just I don't know if it was the rain, the snow, whatever it is. This is December football, not only for the not only for the players, but for the fans and the atmosphere as well. 
It just felt like the Eagles came in and they knew what they wanted to get done and they didn't want them to have this be a, a, a close game at all. They wanted to put the Giants away early. We've talked so much about, oh, meaningful games, December football, meaningful games in December. And uh, the Giants earned the right to have that, which is what we have. But those can't be just, you know, lip service. Those can't be just things we say or write meaningful games in December. Well, we, yes, we have them with the Giants right now, but then you have to earn the right to, to win those games in December. And, and look, I'm going to say something and the players here, Lawrence and and Brandon are going to probably go, here you go again. But that looked like a team that their bodies were in MetLife stadium, getting ready to play the Eagles, but they were, their heads were in FedEx field a little bit saying, you know what? We're going to play this game, and this is an important game, but next week is more important. Just look what they did with Saquon Barkley, right? There was so much doubt about whether he was going to play, he wasn't going to play. Legitimate issues with the neck, and then they come out with this rotation. You're going to play a series. Brightwell will play a series. Um, you know, Breida will play a series. And then the game got out of hand, and, and they just shelved Saquon, which was the right thing to do. But, you know, this was the, this, this was the first time in Brian Dayball's watch where they got – Totally outmanned, totally outcoached, totally outclassed. And um, you can tell, you know, he's talked about being humbled. Um, when he went to the podium after the game, you can tell he was humbled because it was like, as the player said, we got our asses whooped. That's what Julian Love and Saquon Barkley. There was a lot of we got our asses whooped in the locker room. Jihad Ward had had a kind of a sit down. I love him. He seems like the alpha male in that locker room. Um, in terms on, on defense, and I'm not saying I'm not in the building, so I'm not sure how many there are of him. Uh, he, he's got a lot of intro role in him, leadership qualities, uh, doesn't take any you-know-what. And listen, the reality of it is, guys, since the bye week, you know, obviously the Xavier McKinney injury, and, and Paul, you called this a little bit, their defense has been terrible. And what happened is they got bullied, and I think they're somewhere around – you know, since Xavier went out, 28 points a game against defensively. But here's a bigger one. Ever since they made a Dory Jackson the punt returner in Detroit, which you could say was very much the whole game early in that game, the Giants are giving up 32 points a game. I mean, you're not going to win. Half their secondaries out. They can't stop the run. That is a big problem. They're actually bad, bad, bad against the run. And I don't know where it's at. It, it, it seems like it's all over the place. Right, left, middle, edge. You've been saying about the run all year. You've been, you've been, you know, even when they've been winning, you're saying they got to stop the run. Now at halftime, Brian Dable said he went, you know, to the team and said, look, it's going to be a different game in the second half here. It's 24 7. They're going to run the ball. You know, at halftime, the Eagles had 61 rushing yards. You know what the numbers were in the second half? I mean, and Dable knew it. He said, look, they're winning the game. They're going to try to run it down our throats. 21 rushing attempts. 192 yards, 9.1 yards a carry. So that was really disturbing. You had a team that said, look, we've, we've, we've scored 24 points in the first half. We don't have to, you know, wing it down a field and wow you. We're just going to run it down your throats. And the Giants just said, thank you. I'll take another. You know, it's, it it, not that this is the end all be all. It's why I got so pissed off, just like you guys did, when Adore Jackson went out on a punt return. It was it was such a poor decision on that coaching staff's part. And I know injuries happen and they could have happened, but if if you want if a player is going to get hurt, you actually want to get them, you know, maybe in the on defense, not returning a punt, something he doesn't do. And so that one stings a little bit. That one's going to keep Brian Dable up at night, which I'm sure it has. But maybe he comes back, not all is lost yet and they can hopefully, you know, turn this thing around, but 
the opportunities are, are are getting slim, right? We're running out of football games here. Yeah, and I did, I don't think that would well, I, I don't think it would have stung as bad if McKinney didn't have the self-inflicted injury because you would have had someone on the back end that has range, that has the ability to be a ball hawk and play the ball. I mean, you just look at uh Devontae Smith's touchdown on that. Julian Love, you know, you you look at the year that he's having, vote being probably going to be voted into the Pro Bowl. He's not supposed to be there in that. That's Xavier McKinney. He's a center fielder. He's the one that flies over the top. And I believe, Paul, he had one or two interceptions against the Eagles last year, which was one of his breakout games against the Eagles. So it's nothing against a, a Julian Love in that sense. But I just look at that where Xavier McKinney, I believe, in my mind, is now looking like, I don't care what you have to do. Ronnie Lottme. Cut my hand off if I have to. I will wear a cast and go out there and play because there was a Dane Belton play a couple weeks ago that you could look at and be like, I should. If I'm Xavier McKinney, I would have been there to make that play. Now there's another one on that sense where he he could have been there to make that play as well. And the Giants have to. That defense has to find a way to stop the bleeding because the Eagles went what six four eleven on third down, and a lot of that was because of the run. Because because these guys are getting four, six, eight yards on first down, rushing the ball. I mean, what you can do, whatever you want, you're ahead of the sticks. And as a defensive coordinator, you can get counter punched. You can be hurt trying to be aggressive on a second and short or a third and short in that sense. So the Giants are in a position right now to where, again, they got punched. In, sometimes getting punched in the mouth is the best thing for you, especially going into a, a FedEx field in a must-win situation. But right now, whether it's fan base, whether it's the players in that locker room, I don't think the players are hitting the panic button, but you can see the vitriol online right now. The fan base is is really hitting the panic button, and I don't want that to bleed into – the games or the support for this football team. Look, the Giants, they were out of the locker room really fast. Lawrence, you've been in locker rooms, right, after a bad loss, and it it clears out, right? It clears out. Uh, by the time we got in there, there was, you know, it was it was like uh, it was like a turnstile in the front there where you have your little food area there. Those guys were grabbing and going, grabbing and going. You know, they 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 you know if they, if they ran to the ball quicker than as quickly as they ran out of there. What they have? What they have yesterday? What they have yesterday? Paul, some Popeyes or what was the to go? Yeah, you know they have it. it, it it's kind of like outside the locker room now. They have it in these to go things. I really can't tell. You don't what know it what is. it is. Yes. You know, but it's that uh, used to know, actually they, be the. Uh, Small victory after a win or loss. Yep. Like, oh, yeah, let me grab this food. You grabbed that, right? And what did yeah. and, and did that even make it home, or did you just eat it in the car at that No, point? you just – I always – my wife always drove home because it's because I was either mentally exhausted or something, just so I would sit. Yeah, I would eat. And, and you save the cookie for later. You save the cookies cookie later. later. The little snack, yeah. It was – you know, it always got to me when I would see the, this cool, like, little catering thing, and it's like, you just lost 31 to 7. You know what I mean? Take the food away. You don't deserve the food this time. I was right? trying to think, though. I've never lost a game like that. I kind of went back in my career mentally. You know, I was on a lot of really good teams, fortunately. I've never been beat like that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, that. I don't know what that would feel like, what it would look like. Now, I've lost some heartbreakers. Philly in that building, you know, Deshaun Jackson with the punt return. So, it's any loss sucks. But we have to talk about this, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and there's a lot of it. But The punt. I want to know about the punt. The the Jamie Gillen. (laughs) Oh, my God. That wasn't Aussie rules? So, 
Yeah, it was like a rugby play slash World Cup drop kick from a keeper to a punt. And I love the fact that he gave it an attempt. And I'm not here to be disrespectful, Jamie Gillen. It happens in the NFL. And I, I'm not piling on. But, you know, we talked about complimentary football on the pregame show. That did not happen. Now, naturally, it did later when they blocked their own. And, and But, of course, they didn't follow it up with a great kickoff cover. That was actually a really a heads-up play because um, – I didn't know the rule either. I don't think anyone on this podcast did, nor did anyone on television yesterday know really the rule. But when he drop kicked it, I thought, oh, man, that's pretty smart, you know, even if it's eight yards. But my initial thought were, you know, catch the damn ball, dude, because, you know, Matt Dodge had this issue, Paul, and you remember this. He could, and I'm not saying Jamie does, but Matt used to drop snaps, like in dry weather. Maybe we just need to get these Giants punters out of number six because they both wore number six. They both like to lift weights. They both were yoked up. Being yoked up as a punter obviously doesn't work well wearing a Giants jersey. But, man, so what was the penalty? It was a like a loss of a loss of down. And, like, so it was really bad. It was almost worse than him picking it up and getting hit right there, right? It went back further. Well, if, if, he, if, he, if he just dives on it, you know, it's fourth down. The play ends there. He, I mean, he kicked it for 15 yards, which obviously was not legal. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I mean, I don't know all the rules, but as soon as I saw it, I Something said, felt. <laughs> well, you can't, you can't kick the ball. You can't just kick it, you know? And, and so then it's a 10-yard penalty. They get the ball at the 33-yard line of the Giants. You talk about complimentary football. And then the first play, you know, they just said the hell with it. They throw to A.J. Brown for a touchdown. Um, Jamie said, I caught it. And I molded it. What does that mean, Lawrence? You kind of so molding it. He, your hands? So he's yeah. I have a ball in here. He, Give so us a live just, demonstration here. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, I got game balls. Hold on here. Oh, let me come back. In. Yeah, this is good. Come back. Hey, in the don't picture. don't mess up the mint now. Don't mess up the mint condition. <laughs> a Chiefs game ball. Look at that guy. Yeah. All right. All right. So when he gets it, like say he catches it like this, he's molding it. So he's just getting it into his hand. So like this. So he's getting it to push it out there and punt it. And so as he did that, I think it went. But he said, as I was getting ready to kick it, it just slid. I mean, the ball was wet. It, someone in my position, we we're, it's like the Spanish Inquisition, right? We, what happened? What happened? What happened? You know, uh, Sean Landetta, a famed Giants punter, there was wind. He he drops and he just whiffed on it. See, right? In baseball, when the ball goes through the a great shortstop's legs, what happened? Well, I didn't get my glove down. And and it, it, that's what happened. It, it, it It's something that shouldn't happen sometimes happens the, the the kick made it more comical and more like well you should know the rules he admitted he didn't know the he rules. has a to me and i don't know brandon if you his drop is very like horizontal like up and down like it's not most drops are i'm sorry most drops are, are more horizontal am i saying that right is that horizontal yeah yeah his is more vertical if you watch him punt hit it's almost like he drops it this way because the way he swings up on it and i and that's just how he punts and that's fine but I think that is conducive to him dropping the ball because he's. It looks like he holds the back end of the football. Maybe that's a question for T Mac on Thursday. Is because he does have a to me, and I think maybe T Mac would agree with this. His drop is different than most punters I've ever seen. The way he hits it, and so, and I hate that that happened to him. And I thought he tried to make a, a bad play a good play, but that stunk. Right? That that was a big, big, big play of the game. Well, shoot me, shoot me that the verbiage in a text but i'm going into the locker room on wednesday and i want to i want to ask him about, about the drop yeah about like what because he's had some good plays and again like you said this is no disrespect he had a nice game after that you know he really did he really did. Did he really yeah yeah i thought he i thought he i mean that's hard to come back from and and he did and and overall he's had a nice you know two or three games that sucks of course he doesn't play linebacker or play defense so 
or D-line? You know what? It, it's better for him that it happened in a game like this, where it's just one of the things we point yeah. to. You know, imagine if this is a fairly close game and that happens, you know, and then it's like, you know, you know, he choked. He, look, he dropped the ball. He dropped the ball. I mean, it, it, it's win. It, 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 He's coming it, along. I like him. I know there's a lot of hate online, but people are so just in the moment, prisoners of the moment. Like, look at his body of work. Like this guy, his leg is hard to find, and you need a big, strong man up there in uh, East Rutherford to punt. And he, listen, he checks a lot of boxes. He's still young. He's 25 years old, and he's lefty. Causes problems. He hits some. I like him. I know he's had some struggles, but you know, and 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 because the, the the camera was on him so much after that, I got a lot of emails, and even my wife, it's like, what's with the guy's hair? What's with his hair? Yeah, that's big his hair? mane. That is how a about, big. How about that? Yeah. Huh? That is that is that's <laughs> we need to get him. Hair. We need to get him on the show. Just ask fun Scottish questions. <laughs> well, it was it was a game of one offs versus a team where you can't have that one bad play in a sense, but I, I defensively. We have four sacks. Giants had put up four sacks. Aziz Ojolari back. This man is back. This man is back. Woo. He's absolutely back. And it goes, I mean, I, you never want to look back, but you just think of some of the games the Giants could have won this season had he been in that lineup. This dude looks like he hasn't missed a beat all year. Kayvon Thibodeau played a pretty strong game. Like you, you're seeing good things within the pass rush. Four sacks, and it's like we've been looking for that for quite some time now, but that only to get overshadowed by Philly's seven sacks again. So you're seeing some progress in some areas, Paul, and and times, but at the same time, it's being overshadowed by bad play on the other side or bad play by the overall, in a sense. You know, I'm, I'm finding it very difficult, and it's my job to analyze Daniel Jones after these games, you know? You know, in, in, in the elevator coming down, a few of us, we were talking, you know, you, the game, you know, the coaches are in the other uh, um, elevator. They go down first, and we're going down. I'm trying to think of my formulate my thoughts as I, you know, take out my walk underneath MetLife Stadium to get to the interview and locker room area. And, you know, I'm thinking about Daniel Jones and, you know, it, it's it's hard for me to evaluate him. He, you, you know, and, and look, Tyrod Taylor comes in, right? You know, in garbage time, in mop up time, and fumbles the ball, right? You know, it, it's a it's it's a you know you throw the ball, he gets hit, sack, fumble, and I'm thinking to myself, well, we haven't seen that with Daniel Jones, you know. In, in so it's you know so so it's like okay, that's a plus for Daniel Jones through all this slop that we're seeing in bad offense. He's not doing that. He's not throwing a ball up in the air. He's not you know dropping a ball. He's not throw, trying to throw the ball left handed and things like that. So it's hard to evaluate. The production is not there. I know who he's throwing to. He doesn't have Saquon Barkley. Let's face it. I mean, the, 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 he's a shell of what he was, and he didn't play much. So I mean, what do you? I mean. There's nothing egregious that Daniel Jones did in the game. I thought he made some good throws. I I don't think of I can't think of five throws that were awful throws. He held on to the ball. I, I it's it's hard and and if it's hard for me, it's it's hard. It's hard. I think it's going to be hard evaluation at the end of this year if this keeps up where they just don't produce. They're not winning enough. But he's playing okay. Yeah, he's played. He, uh, you know, a lot of guys. Uh, there were some good games yesterday. Darnay Holmes coming back was a big deal. Jalen Smith, we've talked bad about the backers. I thought he played outstanding. It's amazing how much they miss Leonard Williams. You know, we always talk about it. Dexter Lawrence didn't do anything yesterday. I think he had an assisted tackle. That was it. Maybe one pressure. So they miss Leonard Williams a lot. Maybe it's the way they work together. Daniel Jones is such an interesting topic every Sunday because 
I watched the game. Guys, he's the only one that shows up on offense. He is. He, you know, you're going to get your 200 plus yards a game, 40, 50 yards rushing. He had both touchdowns yesterday. Obviously, there was one late. Tyrod Taylor got sacked three times and nine dropbacks. Think about that. That's how bad, you know. And of course, Pert was out there and and some young guys trying to get some reps. But where this game went sideways was early. Andrew Thomas inexplicably gets beat from by Sweat, and then. You know, Evan Neal, guys, he really struggled at right tackle. He struggles with speed. The last time the Giants were sacked, I think, more than seven times was against the Arizona Cardinals in 2020. You know who was on that D-line? Hassan Reddick. He was on this D-line, too. He's he's a giant killer. And Boston he Scott is. and Hassan so, Reddick. Boston yeah. Scott. Boston oh, my Scott gosh. Reddick, yeah. So, you know, Daniel was sacked four times, Tyrod three. Um, and you just can't – and I get it. Like, when you, if you're sacked two out of your first three or four dropbacks – Man, that's got to be a terrible feeling as a quarterback. I'm with you, Paul. He is so hard to evaluate. There's so many things to like about him. But then there's like, do you just get rid of everyone in the offseason and start over? I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the answer is. But I like him. He plays his ass off every Sunday. I know what I'm going to get from Daniel Jones on Sunday. I, I And and he's, he's building – a nice little uh, chemistry with Isaiah Hodgins. You know, he only had four for 38, but back-to-back touchdowns, back-to-back touchdowns, he's showing up, which is why I would like to see more plays, more schemes for to get the ball to Isaiah Hodgins in big boy moments. It doesn't have to be a third and a long. He doesn't have to be your speed guy. But you saw Daniel Jones early in the game throw it up and double coverage to him. I held my breath on that one. But at the same time, it's like – yeah. That was the one throw that was – I kind of said the same thing, Brandon. Safety over the top. I was like, whoa. Well, you know, you're talking – you know, you're looking at the numbers. Richie James had, you know, seven catches. That's good. You know, Hodgins is a guy who came out of nowhere. So, it's like, wow, he's 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 an NFL player, it looks like. But, look, with 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 I think you're grading on a scale here. I mean, look across the field. You have Devonta Smith and, and A.J. Brown. I mean – they're getting the ball in the end zone. You know, they're making guys look silly and getting the ball in the end zone. You scheme, who they're playing on defense. I get all that. Protection. Can we talk Pro- about protection? Yes. Yeah. Well, I get all that. But, but, but I mean, it's just, it's a different, look, it was supposed to be Galladay. We know that. We're not going through that. It was supposed to be Kadarius Tony. We know that. We're not going through that again. It's not those two. It was supposed to be Sterling Shepard. So you're one, two, and three receivers. For, for injury or for just terrible play or getting traded, they're gone. So, you know, this is four, five, and six in, in, in on the depth chart. And I think that's what they look like. You know, I mean, I, I look, Isaiah Hodgins is a good, is a good story. It's a good story. But, you know, look He'll at – He'll be your at, fourth or fifth guy on a good team. Yeah, and Darius Slayton would be your third, okay? And, and you know, and he's a vertical threat. He's a third. You know, maybe drops the ball a little too much. You know, we, we get that. So next week they're going against McLaurin. What do you call him, Brandon? Scary, Scary. Terry. I mean, you know, is there – Paul, is, let me add one more to that. Come on. Dallas Goddard wasn't even there. Wait till he comes back from that rib injury or whatever he had. And then we lose our tight end again. Bellinger looks like for ribs or – Man, this team just can't catch a break. It's bad, but they'll have an opportunity Sunday. But that 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 Philly team was not even fully loaded on Sunday. The offensive line is the difference, Paul. Like I'll, I, you can say all you want about skill guys, and I get it, they're better. But watch their offensive line and watch ours. Evan Neal, and he's t- listen. He's you're gonna have to live with his struggles. Andrew Thomas struggled as a rookie. Evan Neal's gonna struggle as a rookie, which he has. He's very slow footed. He, he doesn't move his feet well for a guy. Maybe he needs to lose some weight. I don't know what their plan is for him at right tackle. To me, he struggles with speed. 
and his footwork looks terrible. He's really slow. But that's some of the things that Andrew struggled with early, if you think about it. And look where Andrew is now. But you just don't think you have two or three years to wait for Evan Neal to get better. The interior line played better, guys. We can sit here and mash them all week and all previous shows. They played better. Glowinski, Gates, and uh, Feliciano. Yeah, so they played better. Uh, it was just the tackles that, you know, we struggled. Not a position we usually struggle with. You know, I know we don't want to talk about next year, but I think Evan Neal will have that same effect as an Andrew Thomas. I mean, you think of a Georgia guy, a Bama boy, they know the speed now. They know what they have to go up against. I see him going going to some offensive line coach or trainer and, and losing that weight or getting that fast feet. But we're talking about the right now. And, and I don't before we close out, Jason Kelsey, that's when you're talking about – we're talking about the product of our receivers to the Eagles receivers and then the offensive line. This he's a center that pulls. Oh man, I so don't, many cool plays. He pulls and he gets to the outside and he maims. He puts hands on people and that's that's what I. That, I mean that's that's like offensive line. That Jalen right Hurts touchdown where he ran the you know schemed run where he pulled he he snaps it looks okay no one needs help and then here I come and that's a problem. <laughs> He's good. Obviously, Dexter. Dexter had a half a tackle, guys. Yeah. Half a tackle. You you guys can both be um, contributors when Kelsey gets into the Hall of Fame and f- seven we'll eight. Write a nice note reti- for him. Five years after he retires, you can you can mention these plays. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. I mean, he's 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 a great player. He he's he he's he's the heart and soul of their team. You know, the Giants are trying to develop those kind of guys, right? You know, Lawrence, you played with some of those guys and. Um, you know, it's hard to develop those kind of guys who are leaders, winners, great players, galvanizing forces. You know, I galvanize. Like you know, I like the word galvanize, word. right? You know, Jalen Hurts galvanized his team. Um, you know what? Jalen Hurts didn't even have to galvanize his team on Sunday. He just had to show up. You know, they they were so dominant. You know, as I'm driving home, Cross Bronx was not terrible last night in the snow and rain. So I have a, you know, I'm not frustrated. I'm driving home and I'm thinking, Man, the Eagles, they are clearly the best team in the NFC. And then I'm listening to the radio and I'm hearing the scores and I'm like, the 49ers are going to have something to say about that. You know, the 49ers can go into Philadelphia and win. To do that to the Bucks and Tom Brady with with, with Mr. Irrelevant, a quarterback, they are damn good, the 49ers. Defensively, they have what it probably takes. Yeah. I mean, and, and they have great offensive players. They really do. Yeah, and then, but the thing I didn't like about Philly is some of their players were chirping on social media yesterday after the game. Like, Ndamukong Sue tweeted something. Ndamukong Sue did not register a NFL statistic yesterday. What did he say? Shut the, the, the hell um, up. Shut up. It was so corny, too. It was the corny. Some giants aren't so big. Yeah, it was the like corny. That. Shut up. You just got there. You did nothing. You you did not record an NFL statistic. He didn't even make the stat sheet. And he's tweeting as he heads home. But wait, he wait, 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 wait. He, 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 you're allowed to tweet. You're allowed to say something. It's like the dude in the, the Giants aren't. So, but it was a, the rapper, it was a stupid tweet. Here we it go. It's, stupid it's tweet. the Eagles hatred coming out. It always, yeah, it probably out. is. It, it probably is. comes out in but you he, guys. It always. But how does. can you tweet if you didn't record an NFL statistic? I don't understand that. You have to kind of look at your own game. You did nothing. You're because you're still you're still there, and you know you're going to make plays going forward. Maybe that's it. Linville didn't tweet. Linville didn't tweet yesterday. Linville, Linville was just 
you know, he probably took the bus home. Didn't think. And you I know what? One, um, you know, one thing. You know, a lot of times in these games, you know, and I know, like with the Jets, you know, Robert Sala says we're going to see them again, right? You know, we're going to see the Bills in the playoffs again. You know, that's what he said. Okay, we'll see the about Jets, that. The Jets might be in Cabo come playoff time. Now the Giants know they're seeing the Eagles again. Only one guy, Jihad Ward, kind of said, "Yeah, well, we get to see them again," but he kind of just said it. You know, I mean, nobody on the Giants after the game, you know, we're kind of saying, "Oh, you know, you want to get them again?" No, nobody said we want to see him again nobody said well they'll they'll you know we'll, we'll attend to business in philly when we see him again there was none of that you know it was like we don't need to see them again you know they know they got the commander. john ward i love his interviews there is not three words without an expletive and he just tells it like it is he also puts them in places that grammatically they don't belong and no it's like, but they're wait, awesome that that wait that mf there does not really qualify that it's just he's okay he, he's okay. He, I don't what do you think, mean he's okay? He's no, the man. I don't think I don't think he is the the intro role of this team. I really don't. I don't think his his he's words. He's better in a one. He's better in a media. Yeah, I don't think his guys. words resonate the way intro. You know, you know, Ant, what was it? What did intro say in 2011? What was his um his rallying cry? You know, um, I forget. I'm old now. Um, Remind me. It was something. It was something. But I guess it didn't resonate. We have the, we have much. we have the sound bites. He is yeah, a dog. Yeah. He is a dog. D a w g dog. Dog. He is a dog. Lawrence, what you're saying is that Dominican Sue had the same stat line as former President Bill Clinton, who was on the field as well yesterday. Yeah, he was all in. That was antro roll. All in. All in was your was your 2011 thing. All in. You you gotta you gotta be all in, right? You guys, you didn't you all get poker chips? You gotta be all in. Yeah, we got those. It's inside our ring. So they, what? They didn't give work. the kickers. They didn't give the kickers poker chips. What? You didn't you didn't get them? I don't think I got. I don't think the kickers got one. <laughs> I don't think we got one. Maybe they just we weren't in that meeting. You and you and Weatherford. <laughs> they're, they're the specialists. They don't need the poker. Me and chips. Steve were working out probably. Yeah, yeah. Working on the pecs. Yeah. Well, one of you was. One of you was. Yeah, not me. Yeah, I uh, did not record a tackle on Sunday. The Giants will take on the commanders. That was my best uh, Bill Clinton impression there. Can the Giants beat the commanders, guys? Let's close with this because this team has looked lost, but they have a chance at redemption. And that tie right now is helping them in the playoff standings. Thanks to Seattle's loss. The Giants are still in the final playoff spot. Lawrence, we'll start with you. How confident are you feeling going into Sunday? I feel pretty good. I, I think it's a game they should have won last Week, yes, they just played them a short time ago. They're getting some guys back, but again, so will so will Washington be getting Chase Young back, and so I, I think it'll be a classic NFC East matchup Sunday night, come down to a field goal type of thing. We'll talk about it in the preview show, but I'm confident. Listen, I don't. It's hard to kind of look at yesterday and think this team can go anywhere and beat anybody, but the reality of it is that's the NFL sometimes, and when you play the best team in the NFL, stuff like that can happen. So I'm pretty confident. I think they can go up there and win, or down there. Uh, look, it's not a house of horrors for the Giants. It certainly is not. You know what I mean? FedEx Field is a place that they've walked off that crappy field in that crappy stadium and won. You know, right? It's terrible, right, Lawrence? It's just, you know, and 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 there will be a bunch of Giants fans there. You know, they don't sell out usually. So this is not like going into Seattle or going into Kansas City, and it's like, well, they got no chance to win. Um, we just saw them play a game where – you know, should they have won? Statistically, they were dominated, but they had more chances to win. Um, you know, I think it's a, you know, the Giants are getting four and a half points. They're underdogs going in. So um, to a team they just tied, I don't know if I'm going to pick them to win, but I definitely think they can win. I don't think this getting blown out by the Eagles is going to affect them, you know, seven days later in, in uh, Landover, Maryland. I really don't. Yeah, I think the Giants going to go down there and pull this one off, man. I think the coaching staff, uh, you so like you said, you're getting bodies back. I think they used Saquon on uh, this this prior game. 
they use Saquon against the Eagles. Like if he's healthy, if we're close enough, he'll go. If not, we'll kind of hold him back. I think he's going to run rampant. It's going to be feed Saquon. He's going to be like, put this on my back. This playoff run, he's going to say, hey, put it on my back. I'll run into the playoffs. So they'll be creative. They'll get the ball to him. And uh, like you said, they're down there playing in an FCS stadium. You know, and nobody's showing up to these uh, commanders games. So they'll have the, the it's not like crowd noise will be uh, uh, will affect them or anything. So they need to win. They have to win that. And you're in good shape if they win. I, I was just looking at the Seahawks schedule. They play the 49ers that we just talked about as a potential NFC champion contender. Then they have to go to Kansas City and the Chiefs are being the Chiefs right now. And then they got to face the Jets before they close out with the Rams. So that's a Seahawks team that can lose three more games. Giants could end up in the playoffs with nine wins. You could have you could have four all four NFC East teams if this thing shakes out the right way. Make the playoffs. Yeah, it's scary. It's crazy. All right. Well, we'll preview that game on Thursday, and we'll be joined by Tom Coughlin as well. And we'll close out Blue Rush next. It's December football, man. It's about who the f- wanted more. You know what I'm saying? It's not really about, it's not, it's more, it's more to it than just doing your job. It's more to it than, like, oh, I know my playbook stuff. You, know, you have to do more. Well, how bad do you want it? Ain't nobody gonna sit here and give it to us. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, how bad do you really, really want it? But that's the time where the veterans gotta put them on that and let them know this shit ain't no game out here. It's a bunch of grown ass men. We're not treating these rookies like young bulls. They grown men out here. So I don't see no rookie no more. And my mother so it's like, you know, you got to come with it. Where you going to fold? What you going to do? You going to sit here and, and sit back and just wait till next year? I want it now. So that's the type of mindset that I have, and I expect every single person in this organization to have. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And that says cheerio to episode 130. That's a lot of shows of Blue Rush, our Giants podcast from the New York Post. Thanks to Jake Brown and Andrew Hartz for producing the show. And thanks to Tri-State Cadillac Dealers for representing this episode. I said representing. Uh, that's a great word, representing. On Thursday, we will be joined by your old uh, head coach, Tom Coughlin. Lawrence, what are your memories of Mr. Coughlin? And oh, he's a wonderful, wonderful man. And I bet he'll be about seven to ten minutes early. You can bet that. All right. Subscribe to Blue Rush on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your bloody podcasts. Subscribe to the New York Post sports youtube page lots of words there to watch full episodes of this show from brandon london paul schwartz jake brown i'm the scotsman lawrence towns we return to your eardrums on thursday with the great tom coughlin thanks for listening to blue rush the bloody eagles